Today on We Here, we now know Oprah Winfrey's past method for tracking down the late Toni Morrison. LGBTQ plus activist Billy Lee is pulling back the curtain about her Vanderpump Rules experience. And Pusha T's new baby has a very fitting name. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Here, a page six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Maggie, this first story, it doesn't only have dirt, it's got smoke, and where there's smoke, there's fire. And where there's fire, there's a helpful fire department. That's right. (laughs) Page six is reporting that when Oprah Winfrey wanted to produce a film adaptation of the Nobel laureate author Toni Morrison's book, Beloved, she didn't have Toni Morrison's number. So the way that she tracked her down was by calling Toni Morrison's local fire department. Yeah, Oprah would probably be a great reporter. This is uh, very smart. So we learned this through Tashara Jones's item in which she interviewed the director of the American Masters episode on Oprah, Timothy Greenfield Sanders, and he really spilled the beans on her investigative reporting. He also said that the best part of all of this was that when Oprah finally got in touch with Tony, she answered the phone and her initial reaction was not excitement. She asked Oprah, how did you get my number? (laughs) Which I love. When I first saw this, I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense because why would Oprah have to resort to the fire department to get Toni Morrison's number? But then I forgot that Beloved was actually published in 1987 and Mm -hmm. it was made into a film in in the late 90s. But I mean, you know, this was like pre pre kind of just internet, I guess, right? Or pre... It sounds like the phone book days. I guess Toni Morrison was unlisted in the phone book, in the yellow pages. Yeah, the white pages. Don't all of these the colors pages. have names? <laughs> I think the yellow pages, as I think the yellow pages was for businesses. Like if you were looking uh, up like a locksmith or... Okay. That's why like you would want to name your locksmith like triple A locksmith so that you're the first locksmith under locksmiths. And then the white mm-hmm. pages was where you would find like actual people's like residential listings. Although Toni Morrison seems like she might have an unlisted number, but it's also interesting that you wouldn't just call her publisher. Like you know that that the, the, Oprah wouldn't be able to just call her her book publisher, her agent. But it's like she needed to get straight to the source. I know it's it was a pretty smart way of doing it. And also, my question here is like, Oprah obviously has the Oprah voice, you know, when she had the Oprah Winfrey show, it was always like she was saying people's names and her kind of interesting crescendo sounding voice. Like when she called the fire department, was she just like, Hey, it's Oprah. Or was she like, it's Oprah. If someone called you and said, this is Oprah. Do you have someone's number? Would you be like, Oh, Hey, Oops. Or would you be like, prove your Oprah? Um, well, I think if it might've been just a more innocent time i mean oprah has a pretty recognizable voice i don't know like the maybe the fire department i mean you know i guess unless there's a fire you're at the firehouse and you're probably like watching a lot of oprah i mean a lot of daytime tv yes probably on in the background 
yeah, when when the Oprah Winfrey show was on and I had a television at my desk back in the day when I was working at AOL, that's America Online, I had it on all day and I watched Oprah at 4 p.m. That was my jam. Yeah, so the director, Timothy Greenfield Sanders, who's a pretty well-known you know, documentarian, mm-hmm. um, he says that this Oprah interview that he did for his Toni Morrison um, American Masters episode um, is really one of the highlights of the film. And he says that um, we waited for a year to do the interview, and I'm happy we did. So they waited a whole year. I guess they didn't call Oprah's local fire department. But I actually, the thing I love about this is that, see, we, like these days, if you want to get in touch with a celebrity, there are a bunch of, um, services that you can subscribe to, right? Like IMDB pro Mm -hmm. celebrity service. And I think there's other ones where basically if you subscribe, you can, you can look up, you know, it has most notable people in a database and it just lists their PR people, their lawyer, you know, agent, manager, et cetera. And I think though, obviously at one time it was much more, um, of a mystery of how to get in touch with people. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I love this story because it's so old school. And I remember at the, at the post, I once had a story. Do you know who Elaine Stritch is? Yes, of course. The sort of famous theater performer, actress. Mm-hmm. So one time I was at the, um, I was in the newsroom and I I had a I had an item on Elaine Stritch. I think she had like I don't know she did something like wild at a party. Just sounds like an up. Ian Moore item. <laughs> yeah, Elaine Stritch goes nuts at party, and I didn't get in touch with her. And I looked up on one of these you know services that we have to look up people's reps, and like a lot of times deal with the same people. Actually, one thing that's cool is at page six we have from the days before these kind of IMDB pro things existed. And before the internet, we do have a giant Rolodex that has Mm -hmm. all these old school numbers. And it's really cool to look through it. And it'll have like, you know, like Henry Kissinger. And then it's like, but it doesn't even have the, the area code of the number. Like, you know, it's Mm. like pre when you, before you had to dial two, one, two, even if you were in New York or like New York didn't have multiple area codes and people didn't have cell phones. You know what? I'm going to look up and see if Toni Morrison's number is in that Rolodex. But in any event, Elaine Stritch is not listed in any of these internet kind of database things. I'm in the newsroom and I'm like, I need to get in touch with Elaine Stritch. Like, what am I going to do? And somebody in the newsroom goes, well, you know, I, I think she still lives at the Carlisle. She always used to live at the Carlisle Hotel. So I'm like, okay. So I call the Carlisle. They answer at the front desk and I'm like Elaine stretch please I'm like hold one moment please ding ding and then she just picks up the phone hello and it was like that was it and I just called her up and I got her comment and um about the story and I was like this is amazing because I felt like a real old school like gossip columnist where like this is the way it used to work you would just call the person at home or at the hotel that they were in you know so that's or what Oprah at the did. firehouse apparently. <laughs> I'll Call just ring the up the firehouse. firehouse. Exactly. <laughs> like that's an old Oprah trick. It's like when you can't find the person's number, just call their local fire department. 
We are learning so much about what is actually going on behind the scenes of Vanderpump Rules. After Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Dowdy were fired, more cast members are coming out and talking about their time on the show. Chelsea Hirsch of PageSick.com did a great interview with Billy Lee this week, who said that appearing on Vanderpump left her in a deep depression. Yeah, this thing is just totally unraveling, Maggie. And as everybody knows, you and I are big fans or were, were Formerly. Big fans, former big fans of the Vanderpump Rules. But I just do want to say as a disclaimer, even if you don't watch the Vanderpump Rules, you'll still be interested in this story, I think. And why is that, Maggie? Why don't you tell the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> so, Billy you tell Lee. them. You tell the <laughs> listeners. So Billy Lee was on Vanderpump Rules in season six. She made her first appearance of the show when she gave a powerful speech about being a transgender woman as Sir was celebrating Pride. You know, Lisa Vanderpump and her restaurants always go all out for Pride in Los Angeles. Right. Every so season, the there's always a big her. Pride episode, right? And Billy Lee is a transgender woman who was working as a hostess at Sir but was kind of in the background is not even a second banana, but like a third or fourth or fifth banana. And then she had a triumphant speech, as you said. And then, and then she, be, then she became a main character on the show, right? Yeah. She was on the show season six, which was 2017 to 2018. And then again in season seven, and she was fired from the show at the end of season seven, which wrapped in 2019. So she told Chelsea that while she doesn't regret going on Vanderpump Rules, she's kind of unveiled this whole system of how things work and how these quote unquote restaurant employees are paid. So she said they have a system on how they pay their newcomers and it starts out at a low scale. But even during the show behind the scenes, I was struggling to pay my bills. But I couldn't tell anyone because here I am, famous and on a show, and as a trans activist, I'm supposed to represent this certain thing. Yeah, I think with those, these reality shows, and particularly if you look at Vanderpump, it's supposed to follow, follow waiters and waitresses and bartenders at a restaurant. So obviously, if you sign these people to big contracts and you pay them a lot of money off the bat and you're bravo, then the reality is gone immediately because the whole point is that they're supposed to be waiters and waitresses living in shitty apartments and arguing in an alley. But then obviously as the show went on, you know, these people, um, the stars of the show, they start to make money on their own. Like we saw with some of the stars of Vanderpump Rules where they get a book deal, they have their wine brand, you know, they have their podcast, their influencers, they're on social media. So it's, it, I think it's a challenge for these networks to keep the reality shows real um, and one of the ways that you can do that, in my mind at least, is not pay them a lot of money so they can't start living a lifestyle that's not in line with what the show is following. But the uh, the thing about Billy Lee was that she said that, or she told Page Six that, I had some of the hardest times with that show and a lot of my yeah. mental health took its toll. I slipped into a really bad depression and when the suicidal thoughts came in, that's when I knew I had to really like check my mental health and get back into order and disconnect myself from the whole Vanderpump stuff. Apparently, some of that stuff started with Jax Taylor. 
She told us her first uncomfortable encounter having to do with the show was an incident with Jax. Really? Yeah. She said that Jax and a lot of people were very kind to her when she first met them during, you know, that pride celebration when she gave the speech. She claims that after they were introduced, he was, quote, almost coming on to her. When the cameras were off later that day, he told me a story about how he hung out with a girl and kissed her and found out she was a dude and it grossed him out and made it clear that he's not into that. And so for me, I was very like, you're coming on to me in front of the camera, but off camera, you're making it clear that being trans is gross and you're not down for that. She says she tried to correct him, but he seemed annoyed by it. He wasn't having it. And she said he didn't want her around. Now, Jax couldn't be reached for comment. It's interesting because now there's this whole controversy um, with Vanderpump Rules or more than a controversy. It's just a, a total disaster where Stasi Schroeder and Kristen Dowdy were fired from the show for bullying um, the show's only black cast member ever, Faith. And if you look back at when Billy was on the show, she also got into a lot of, right, there was a lot of drama between Billy and the other cast members, right? And she was constantly in these arguments with them. But there was also an incident on the show, remember, where she accused the other cast members of discriminating against her because, Mm -hmm. and this is getting a little deep into it, but there was a girls' night that a bunch of the waitresses were hosting. It was called Ladies' Night Inn. It was called Girls' Night Inn. Girls' Night Inn. See, I, that shows how classy I am, Maggie. I take it up a notch. Ladies' night in. That would be what I would call it. But it was right. Go- Can't wait for you to take over, sir, and be the event uh, planner. And be it's the gonna bar be back. Anyway, going off the rails. So Back to Billy. Back this to is Billy. really, I, I guess these original cast members, like when I think of Vanderpump Rules, who do I think of first? I think about Stassi and Jax in those early seasons where – They were this couple and he cheated on her in Vegas and how far they've come. But it's been almost like they've been untouchable because they were really the signature faces of the franchise. And now you have Faith and you have Billy, who between them were only on the show for one and two seasons, coming in and shaking things up, saying this is not how it should be. Totally. And the thing is, with these reality shows, at least with Vanderpump Rules, it's really funny is that when people leave the show, it's not like it's announced on the show or there's any farewell. We just never see them again. The one trans cast member and the one black person who's ever been on the show, they just literally disappeared and were never mentioned again. And they were they were big. These weren't people who were sort of even on the periphery. I mean, during their seasons, both Faith and Billy were involved in like very big plot lines of the show. And then all of a sudden the show starts again the next year and they're like, oh, these people don't exist anymore. They don't work, I guess, at the restaurant anymore. And they're just not on the show anymore with no explanation. They really show how perspectives are changing because I think back when Billy, she did complain on the show about some of the cast members being sort of transphobic or discriminating against her. And the rest of the cast really ganged up on her, right? And they were like, she's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And they sort of like, they just like shut her down. And then she was just off the show. So it really does show how, you know, outside perspectives were sort of just shouted down and like bullied off the show by the other cast members. And it's, it's pretty, it's, 
it's pretty ugly now that it's all coming out. You know, like this is not a time to be just shutting your brain off and watching a bunch of idiots who are basically like bullying other people and making a really good living off of this show. And that's why I just think I, I just could never really watch this show again. And I have a feeling that a lot of other viewers feel the same way. Pusha T is a dad. Earlier this week, the 43-year-old rapper announced on Instagram that his wife, Virginia Williams, had given birth to the couple's first child, Nigel Bricks Thornton. Now, the internet had plenty to say about this little guy's name. I love the name, but I guess the Bricks part people see is somewhat controversial. Yeah, I mean, Pusha T... Now a solo artist. I believe he's the president of Good Music, which is a, uh, a label with Kanye West. Um, was formerly a member of The Clips. Do you remember The Clips, Ian? Pusha T and his oh brother, who was then, who was then called love- Malice, is now called No Malice, which I love. No, Clips were awesome, but it was also they were... At the time, weren't they sort of Pharrell Williams? They were produced by Pharrell Williams at the time, and anyway... The Neptunes, Neptunes. Pharrell and Chad. So yeah, they rapped a lot about selling drugs. And what's one form that drugs come in? Bricks. A brick of cocaine. A brick of other drugs that come in that shape. Moving some bricks. Yeah, I get. So the thing about it is, is I think though this name is a great name. Like it's like born into the music business. Nigel Bricks Thornton sounds like an amazing record producer just like up there totally. with like legendary producers like Babyface and jimmy jam you know like nigel bricks thornton it's so great because it's like such a proper name but then it has like the edgy little middle name in there yeah because it's like also you want to be because that's the thing is like if you want to be successful in the music business you have to have that dual thing where like you have the name like it's like in the same way that Diddy is sometimes like when he needs to get serious or like he produces something serious, he's Sean Combs. Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> and, and you kind of screw yourself with that. Like Diddy kind of it took him a while to like because he was so adamant, like with like he was Puff Daddy and P Diddy and he was changing his name every five seconds but then he was mm-hmm. like, no, no, but I'm Sean Combs. And like, it took a while for people to get used to that. So I think it's great to have like Nigel Bricks Thornton because it's like you want to have that duality where you can use you can use bricks when you like drop that crazy jam. But then when you need to, when you accept an Academy Award, you want to be Nigel Thornton when you get that like EGOT. So I think he's setting him up, you know, or Supreme Court Justice. You know what I mean? Like you could go either way with this name. If you're going to the music business, your bricks. Otherwise, Supreme Court Justice Nigel Thornton. No problem. I lo- Nigel I B. Love- Nigel B. Thornton. That's the fashion <laughs> line. Nigel B. I love this kid it. Is set I think- up. He set him up with a great name. It's a great name. Good job, Pusha T. Um, I think it's important to point out that Pusha T was who put Drake's baby on blast. Remember? Pusha oh, T is who true. revealed that Drake had had that baby Adonis. With, I believe her name is Sophie Brousseau. And now 
Pusha T is a first-time dad, so I wonder how things are going to go. Is Drake going to start rapping about Pusha T's song? Oh, God, that would be ugly. I don't think this is the time for that, but maybe it was a pretty deep feud. Um, yeah. The other thing about the name I have to say, too, is that Bricks, it's like it could go either way because it's like, yeah, it's a drug reference, but it's also a word. That at least means other things. Although in this case, the spelling we should mention is B R I double X. You know, it's not like he named him Nigel Yayo, you know, Thornton or something like that. It's also, by the way, I'm I'm impressed because Pusha T, while I think he is a great rapper, and as I mentioned, I love clips. Like Pusha T, not the best rap name of all time. Not that great. So the fact he pulled out Nigel Bricks. You know what I'm saying? Pusha T, I'm your pusher. I'm selling you drugs. His first name is Terrence. He's Terrence who is Pusha pushing T. stuff I out guess there. So. I just, I feel like it's just somewhat like limiting. You know what I mean? Like it's like you're kind no, of, he's kind of boxing the, yourself he's in the with Pusha T. I don't know, dude. He's you know, like the it, Rob report of snort. He's a bricklayer in ball shorts. He's sticking to the theme. Right. Yeah, he is sticking to the theme. That's true. But it's hard, like, if you're like, you know what? Now I'm ready to make my folk album. You're like, oh, gosh. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Kasserev. And Pusha T. We would love to hear your suggestions and your favorite Pusha T songs. If you've noticed more drug-related puns, please send them to me. You can email us at podcast.nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. I'm sure after this episode, you will be eager. We will be back next week with more Page 6 exclusives. See you then.